Yeah, sorry for the long episode this week. We just got the talking and just got the rambling. And, you know, as we talk about football, and we could talk all day. Uh, we talked about the, the AFC playoff picture, the NFC playoff picture, the National Championship by the Michigan Wolverines, um, and then where th- real things are going to be. We gave our picks for the playoffs, um, and then we give our guaranteed to be wrong bets. And if you like what we're doing, don't forget to like and subscribe to us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or wherever else you might find your podcast. Welcome to the Number One Sports Podcast in Sanford, Florida. This is Sam Love Sports. I am Matt Capson. I'm here with Dorian Cody. What up, what up? And BJ Thomas. Let's get it. Let's get it on. So, so Dorian, um, before we started, you made a statement to me about um, the national champion that the even though the, the team plays in the Big Ten, they look like an SEC team. They did. Um, they, they did. I was, uh, like I was saying before, like, they looked like, like, like we talked about that 2014, 2015 Alabama team, how they just able to just ground and pound you to the ground and have that stop defense, man. I was, I was very impressed. Uh, so kudos to Michigan. So, and, and what was funny uh, about last night is most of their rushing yards were in the first quarter and mm-hmm. really just on three plays. They were also playing those Pac-12 defenses we've been talking shit about for 16 weeks. So <laughs> I'm just saying they won. They deserve it. But how long how how long have all three of us been ragging on Pac-12 defenses? Yeah. And so what, what I thought was interesting is last night was when they when they went up 17 to three, they basically went to a shell. They were like, we know y'all can't. Y'all can't score on us, so we're just not going to try that hard. Yeah. I respect yeah. the Washington running back, though, for being out there. Yes, and I, yeah. I you know, mad respect to, to not only Dylan, Dylan Johnson, but also Michael Penix, because mm-hmm. they both got the crap beat out of them last night and yeah. just kept going. And Pen, Penix looked like that Mean Joe Green commercial from the 70s, where he's like limping off the field and the kid gives him a Coca-Cola. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, he looked like he'd been in a fight. Michigan yeah. beat the crap out of him. Yeah, um, I didn't know. I mean, I was just impressed by the the, yeah. the tackling from Michigan. Where like they, they weren't missing tackles at all. No, I, like they actually looked like an SEC defense, not missing tackles. I was, I was like, wow. I think they they missed, missed probably two tackles all all game. Yeah. Um. So. So do you think it's more – so is, is it more uh, Michigan's defense or the play calling of uh, Washington, why Michigan was able to jump to that huge lead? I, well, okay, so I think it was the play calling on, on the offensive side that uh, that opened those gigantic holes for, uh, for yeah. Edwards to run through. Because yeah. if you look, um, both of those plays, he's not touched. At all. Even, even the first one. The first one, he hits the wrong hole, bounces out, and goes, holy crap, there's no one here. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then they just kind of stopped with the motion. So they went up 17-3 and just kind of stopped doing the, the big jumbo fronts because, like, what, what do we care? You know, Washington's not going to score enough points where it's not going to matter. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, yeah the running game uh, for Michigan uh, opened the door for those nice passes from J.J. McCarthy to uh, – I can't think of number one on, on Michigan. Oh, Roman Wilson. Yeah, yeah, Wilson. Yep. And uh, because in the beginning, I thought that 
the Washington defense was like, okay, like they knew that Michigan had a running game, but it's kind of like, let's just see. And then when those big runs happen, like, oh shit, like let's try to put eight in the box. As soon as they put eight in the box, that's when uh, JJ was able to recognize it and get that play action going. So it was, you know, and and let's not forget, let's not overlook the fact that that Sharon Moore called really two bad calls. One was a third and short um, down low when they were up fourteen to three. Mm-hmm. That you you run a better play call than that. You put your your foot in your throat and knock them out. And then the fourth down that allowed Washington to have a short field at the end of the first half. Both of those were it was like a short out route. Like that's not your game. What are you doing? Yeah. 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 Um, also, too, thinking of uh, Washington's, I'm gonna flip over to Washington's offense. Um, I don't know if they if they were calling conservative plays, but um, like like for example, in the first half, right? Um, uh, I think that if they would have took advantage of getting it to the tight end a lot sooner, not saying they would have won the game, but it would have got them into it. And then uh, Penix, he missed some key throws. Um, I don't know if it was due to injury or what, but he oh. missed uh Odunze like twice. Which for, for for big yardage, he one he overthrew. Well, actually, he overthrew a lot of balls last night. I, I don't know if he's he getting smacked around, was uh, accustomed to it. But but I well, I'm not accustomed to seeing him overthrew by overthrowing his wide receivers. Usually, is right on the money. But well, um, that's the and we talked about that go, going into the game last week. Is can Michigan disrupt the timing? Yeah. Can they get him off a spot? And that's what happened. They disrupted the timing because it's Jesse Minter is a damn good defensive coordinator. Yeah. And made him think for half a second. And those those throws that he missed, he missed because he he was not planted properly. Yeah. You know, like like the one uh, to uh, you know, Zay uh, on the the fourth down that he has mm-hmm. not missed all all season. All he missed season, season. because he was not planted right because he he was he was shook. Right. And right. as an offensive coordinator for Washington, they did not help that kid out <laughs> because the the one drive that they had that was consistent. It was all short passes. It was all like mm-hmm. leak outs. And yep. did that one drive, it's got a touchdown, and then didn't go back to it. Yep. Yep. Um and then and then the uh the running back with the foot injury, uh, you know, he he tried his hardest, but that explosion that he normally has, Michigan was able to get to him in a second. Yep. So it was like when I saw that, I was like, yeah. And it, it makes me wonder, because I know um, they put Nixon out there, who was their, their backup. You know, how much worse is, was Nixon uh, after, you know, over a, a Hart Johnson? And mm. that's, that's on the coaches. And, and so we talked about that with Trevor Lawrence, and we'll get to it when we talk about the NFL, is if you're hurt, or do you actually do more damage to your team by trying to play through it? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and it's kind of like, too, it's like, if you're a coach, it's your job to save your players from themselves. Yep. Right. If you know, like, hey, like, you're not explosive. You're especially Michigan. Like, as soon as as soon as he try to get to a hole, like they're there clogging the 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 gap. So it's like, if he's ineffective, you you got to try something different. Um, man, and, that's this is a lot. Of and and I know there was a talk about oh, Penix hurt his draft stock last night. No, he didn't. No, he. Didn't. I mean, he he went against a. a an NFL defensive coordinator who disguises his coverage better than most in college football. And Absolutely. He, in Pen- Penix, yeah, while he's been around, he was in the same recruiting class as Trevor Lawrence. 
um, he just he couldn't read it, and that's that's on him. What's going to hurt Penix's draft stock mo- more was not last night's game. That's the fact that he's a left-handed quarterback. Yeah, yeah. Because um, I'll put it I... to you guys: who is the last the last good left-handed quarterback in the NFL? Steve Young. Yep. Yep. Steve Young. Um, right now they have Michael. Uh, I don't know. Michael Vick is pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. He was the last one. Yeah, yeah, he was the last one. Um, right now they have Michael Penix at uh pick eight uh to Atlanta in, in the mock draft from CBSports.com. Hmm. So yeah, so I'm looking here, they that he's uh he's eight with CBS Sports. Um also see here uh for the Cardinals, someone has him fourth, Michael Penix uh, going to the Cardinals, which that's interesting. Well, at least he can ride a roller coaster. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see who the so, team is. So, how many more days is Jim Harbaugh gonna be your coach? Well, that that's kind of the the question. So, I mean, most Michigan fans have kind of resigned themselves to going, "Hey, look, he brought us a title." the first title since 97, the first outright title in most of our lifetimes since like 48. If he goes to the NFL, great. He's mission accomplished, go. Um, my thought is coming into today, I thought he was gonna take the Chargers job. 100% I thought he was gonna take the Chargers job. Honestly, I could see him taking the Tennessee job or the, the Chicago Bears job. I think he's the Raiders coach. He feels like a Raiders coach. Yeah. Yeah, uh, he. He's I kind can, of a douche. <laughs> I could see Mark Davis just backing up the Brinks truck and going, you know, come here and I, I'm going to kidnap you until you sign the contract. Now um, there's, if Mike McCarthy doesn't make deep run, he could be a Cowboys coach. How do you feel about that? Hmm, I would love that you would have to deal with that. <laughs> <laughs> that no matter what, there would be a small part of you rooting for Jim Harbaugh. That's fair. I mean, he is a Michigan man. Yeah. The woman so throw. Who brought you a title? Yeah. So there'd be a part of you, just a small part of you, just in there, a Cowboys <laughs> fan. That'd be awesome. But on the so, other hand, something else that made me nervous, mm-hmm. Michigan ran the ball so well, and McCarthy had 180 passing yards. Yeah. 140, but yes. Thanks for proving yeah. my point even further. Um, I'm not sure he's the NFL prospect everybody thinks he is. He was not special at any point this season. When he was asked to make plays, he made the plays. Now, Michigan's Michigan's offense by design is not a high-flying, ask the quarterback to to make a lot of plays. And the Bama game, he didn't have a lot of yards. I think he had like 250 yards in the Bama game, which is more, more than he normally does. But when he was asked to make the right play, he made the right play. And honestly, the biggest play of last night's game was not one of the the long runs by Edwards. It was not the interception by Sanders Hill. It was the one singular third down conversion that that Michigan had when they were backed up in their own end zone. And it looked like Washington was going to play the field position game. And McCarthy runs for 30 yards. I just don't know if game managers go in the first round. McCarthy needs to go to a team that's established, that does not need him to be a savior. So if he goes to Atlanta, if he goes to Arizona or, or New England, 
no, that's not going to work for him. He needs to go to a, t- a team that's got a, a quarterback that's about to retire, that he can sit for a year, and it can just kind of go with the offense. Honestly, he'd probably be good on the Jets. Well, I just hope none of that stupid rubs off on him. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a lot of stink to, to rub off on someone. Um, I'm seeing, uh, even though it was just a mock draft, which is interesting, uh, I'm seeing that he could go to, hold on, I just had it up here. Where was it? I just saw it. Hold on. Um, wow. Uh, the Eagles. Pick 25. J.J. McCarthy. That would be a, a good place for him to go. Now, that will that actually <laughs> leads me to a question that, that is on our rundown. So thank you, Dorian, for setting me up. Who is a more who is the most overrated coach of the of the three that I've got? Nick Sirianni, Bill Belichick, or Doug Peterson? Sirianni. The other two have Super Bowls. Yeah. 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 And it, it uh Great joy to say that too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I just, I just remember him yelling at people, yelling at players, opposing players, yelling at fans, and it's awful quiet over there now. Yeah, it's quiet. Yeah. It's nice. Yeah. And those Philly fans on the internet, they disappeared. <laughs> Almost like I got sucked into a black hole or something. I don't know uh... what happened to them. Oh man! I just don't know how you let a shitty team like the Cowboys come back and take the division from you like that. <laughs> so I mean, let, let's let's look at this. So the Eagles last six games, lost five, loss, loss, win against the Giants, which they almost vomited away, loss, mm-hmm. loss. They were ten and one. Were were. That's crazy. I got the Bucks beating him in the playoffs. I put money on it. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. I I saw Jalen's Hurts finger out of socket and I was like, well, that's gonna help. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's uh yeah, it's funny you mention that because because the uh Phil- Philadelphia defense, their secondary has been suspect. And it's suspect. Like, yeah, suspect. Well, none existed. Toast. Yeah. They are toast. toast. Four pieces of toast. Yeah. And Mike Evans. He seems revived, and uh, and it's, I, I think all of their uh, receivers are pretty healthy. Um, they got like Godwin. two top. They got two top fifteen receivers on that team. Yeah, <laughs> and and they got the Maverick and Baker Mayfield. What which Baker Mayfield shows up? We'll find out. But and don't know. And, but it's gonna be out, the Baker Mayfield that plays against a Matt Patricia defense. And out, <laughs> outside of Christian McCaffrey, possibly the most consistent running back of the season. Yeah, Rashawn White. Rashawn White. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Bucks are interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And we're we're gonna pick the game later on, but we... I just did. I picked it, <laughs> I, I picked it with my money. <laughs> I got a little parlay going. <laughs> but uh, the 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 other options in that question aren't too far behind, because you know, and and Dougie we trust really. Jordan, you uh, want to explain what the hell happened? Yeah. Um, it started back 
I forgot what week it was when we when the oh, Jags no. played. I, I know when it started. I know when it started. It started when y'all traded Gardner Minshew and drafted Trevor Lawrence. That's exactly <laughs> when it started. Okay, this all right. Okay, let's let's go back to that. I wish that we. <laughs> I wish we would have kept Gardner Minshew, and let Trevor Lawrence sit out. But again, who was our quarter? I mean, who was our coach? That says a lot. <laughs> so fast forward to now. Back in the game when they played against the Niners, they should have took Trevor Lawrence out when he took that hit for Fred Warner, but they didn't. They say he cleared concussion protocol. There's no fucking way he did. Well, he wasn't playing special before that either. Right, 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 right. True, true. He, he was he was doing just enough. Actually, I'll take enough to say the defense, even though we, we at the time, I think our defense was the top five or top six. Our defense was the one that was holding fort against a lot of those games that we won. But what happened against the Niners, the Niners smacked us in the mouth. And then ever since that game, uh, Trevor Lawrence hasn't been, it seems as if he's been timid. His Even even the, the coaches and, and a commentator says that in practice, his timing's been off. Well, uh, let's not forget the fact they won the, the next two games after that San Francisco beatdown. And Lawrence right. had three hundred and something yards against Houston. But, but but that was what was that he that was a Houston without uh CJ Stroud, right? CJ Stroud was hurt. And I think they was playing against the backup. Uh, no, no, Stroud had three hundred yards in that game. Really? Oh okay. Yep. Wow. It's been your defense that let you guys down. Yeah, but but if the off but if the defense Dude, is you let Ryan Tannehill revitalize his career last week. Look, Ryan Tannehill has always been a thorn in our in our ass. Always. No, that's that's Eric Henry that's ever been a thorn in your ass. Well, that that too, but a lot of it. Um, that's play a hammer calling. in your ass. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. You talk about being shafted. Oh, but um, but Press Taylor. I'm I'm going to speak on him. Um, so, uh, Trevor Lawrence. He's been even when he was at Clemson. Uh. Debo made uh, allowed him to make plays with his legs. This year, I think I think this year he had the the least running plays uh, of the time his tenure at um, at with Jacksonville. And I know Press was trying to protect him, but he's not. He's better running out of the pocket, making throws on the run. He's, he could be a pocket passer. Unless your name is Lamar Jackson or Michael Vick, you need to be a pocket passer in the NFL. Not necessarily, though. I mean, he okay. Perfect example. How, I'll use Patrick okay. Mahomes, Russell Wilson. R- right. So, so they Aaron, can. Aaron Rodgers is pretty damn good rolling out of the pocket. Right. 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 We in in today's NFL, when you have linebackers that can run a 4-4, you got to be able to move the defense somehow to get open. And this year, I don't think he did enough plays to set Trevor Lawrence up for success. Okay, so let let me rephrase that. So, yes, Mm -hmm. rolling out the pocket is one thing. Designed runs are another. Absolutely. You do not want your – unless your quarterback, his name is Lamar Jackson or Michael Vick, you don't want your quarterback leading your team in rushing. Understandable. Exactly. And remember, AK, when we were speaking before we started the show about Jacksonville needing that, like, to be a successful uh, team and to be able to go into playoffs, you have to be able to have some type of one-two punch when it comes to a running back. 
and Jackson, we don't have we've been relying on ETN and and he's not a featured back. I mean, he can if you add him with someone else, he can be successful. But in NFL, he's um he, he we 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 need another running back to be able to to compliment some someone like a bru uh, a bruiser, someone that can take those hits like how Detroit has. Detroit has David Montgomery to take those uh the blunt of the hits and then Gibbs come in and Gibbs can get six, seven yards uh on uh, the game. Oh yeah, I'm gonna drop my boy Blake Corm and break him. I don't know, but I saw in the uh chat that we uh I mean a, a lot of fans would, would like to get him, but I don't know about that, that case or not. But I mean I don't, I don't think we'll break him, but he can we we need something. We are we it just been a disappointing season. Like, you know, people been talking shit. I get it, but I mean, we we they they've let the fan base down. Since when did you start calling us people? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I I mean, you. I mean, at the beginning of the season, we did think that they were at least going to be able to win the AFC South. But it was like C.J. Stroud. When when I saw those games where he was just killing, it, I'm like. Yeah, this is going to be a long season. Yeah, and uh, in fairness, when we picked when we picked the the division winners before the season started, we thought CJ Stroud, okay, Ohio State quarterback, probably not going to do well in the NFL. And then Indianapolis was starting Anthony Richardson. Gardner Minshew yeah. was not a thought. Right. Had had Richardson not gotten hurt, I don't think the Colts are in the playoffs. I don't so, know, man. So here here we are, seventeen weeks in. CJ Stroud or Trevor Lawrence. Stroud. <laughs> Stroud. Stroud. So hands down. So that right there confirms the fact that that was a burnt number one pick. Um, I can uh I can't my, my heart won't let me say burnt, but I'll say this. We should have kept Gardner Minshew and we should have allowed Trevor to sit out again. That's what we should have done. That's what we should have mm-hmm. done. But now you get quarterbacks in the second, third, and fourth round for that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're right. You're, you're right. I mean, I mean, we got. I mean, we we had people in our um in the Jaguar chat saying draft JJ McCarthy, try to get pennies. I mean, which they they're going to be gone by the time we uh draft. But it just I don't I don't know. But Dougie P man, him for what I read today, he's keeping Press Taylor, and that's that's not good. I think he's got, quarterback next year. he's got one more mediocre season before he's gone. Yeah, absolutely. We'll, we'll be drafting if as long as Press Taylor is calling plays for us, we'll be drafting another quarterback. Uh, well, you guys had two number one draft picks back to back seasons. All right, and it looks like we're we're, we're heading there again. Um, we're we're going to be losing some some key people. Um. I mean, if we were to make the playoffs, we wouldn't be able to. We would be able to keep our uh, um, our de- defensive. No, he, he's our linebacker, um, number forty-one. I can't think of his name, but he's going to be a free agent after this year. Is that or, Alan? Or, or this year, yeah, Allen, Allen. Um, yeah, he, he's going to be a free agent. So, do we have enough to keep him? Does he want to stay? Well, I don't know because you heard um, Caldwell's kind of lie when he got fired today or yesterday. Yeah, he got fired yesterday. You know, he was saying that the, the problem is still in the building. Now, that could mm. be just disgruntled employee or that mm. could be a, a sign of something else. Who said that? The, the uh, defensive coordinator who was fired for Jacksonville. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you this. Um, 
if I were them, it's it's if you're good, if you're banking on Trevor Lawrence, it's time for a complete overhaul of the coaching staff because it's not working. Um, but if you're going to keep the coaching staff, if I'm the current coaching staff, I'm paying all the other players with the thought that I won't be paying Trevor. Yeah. Mm. I'm paying Agreed. the linebackers. I'm paying everybody that's valuable to this team, offensive linemen, linebackers, anybody coming up in the next couple of years. I'm paying. Agreed. I'm planning on an op, option B. He hasn't shown me enough to warrant a max contract. I agree. Well, and that, that was the Detroit model. It's we're going to get Goff in the building. He's going to be not terrible. We're going to build a team around him. And if he's good, great, cool. We'll go with him. But if not, we'll bring someone in. But he'll be, he'll be set up for success because everything's built here. Absolutely. I totally agree with that. Totally agree. Um, but, yeah. Um, but at least the, 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 the one hope that I have is that they were talking about uh, – uh, getting, uh, I can't think. God, I can't think of the guy's name. Defensive coordinator. So, so they got some people uh, in place that they want to uh, for defensive coordinator. Uh, what's your guy? Um, no, AK. No, no, no. He's from Detroit. Um, okay, I was about to say he's, no. Ben Johnson. No, no, no. Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, is he the? Um, he's the. He, he's not the defensive coordinator. He's the. Uh, no, he's back. Yeah, offensive coordinator. Yeah, who's your um um? It's your linebacker coach, I think. Uh, the guy from Detroit. So someone from Detroit. Think about I would not hire anybody from Detroit's defense. No, that's a recipe for disaster. Might just keep what? Doug Peterson sweating out another season. Yeah, that's what that's what I was reading. They uh, it was it was a couple of people that they were naming. Uh, it was someone from Detroit. Um, it was. They're doing the SEC thing. They're trying to get too cute and find the next big thing. They better hire yeah. somebody that can run this team. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Shit, I'll say Vrabel, but Vrabel's going for a head coaching job. I'm, I keep hearing rumors about him and him in Atlanta. You know, I'll, I'll say also this: Tennessee was stupid for firing him. Vrabel's going to New England. Yes. Oh, that's right. I can totally see him. I mean, I honestly, I think that was a setup. I th- I think. Tennessee just was like, go. You want to go? You want to be there? Go. Yeah. And Belichick wants him there to, to replace him. So, and Bel- Belichick kind of sounded and coached like he was done. Like, well, I don't know. done, done. I don't think that was a setup. I think Tennessee fired him legitimately because he's not being able to do anything with that offense. With a with a top ten running back in the last five years, mm-hmm. top five running back in the last five years, that offense has been anemic outside of Derrick Henry. So much so that it's actually hampered Derrick Henry in the last three years. Yeah, is that on him or is that just on the fact that the front office is sold on Ryan Tannehill or Will Levis? Well, we don't know that for sure, but I can't believe that any coach in this day and age doesn't have some relationship with the GM and how things go. So I I don't know. But as far I mean, so if the if the organization is sold on Tannehill, 
then it's definitely going to be on Vrabel's head to put an offensive coordinator in position and get an offense out of this situation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So either way, I think Vrabel's fired legitimately. It just happens to be the time that Belichick is probably leaving. So, I mean, the, this head coaching cycle is going to be fun because you've got Vrabel out there probably going to New England. Belichick is probably done. Like, I don't, I don't foresee, I don't see him taking any job whether that's the Chargers, whether that's the Dallas job, I think he, I think he retires. Um, Shit, that man's competitive and he's stubborn. But <laughs> I doubt, I doubt he sits down. And I feel like this coaching, this coaching class, is putting a shorter leech on Mike McCarthy. One playoff win's definitely not going to cut it. No, especially this season, because it's set up for them to have a deep run. Yeah, we shouldn't see the 49ers until the championship game. No. I mean, because real, realistically, if if Dallas wins, they'll always see Detroit or whoever comes out of the mess of Tampa or Philly. So my question is this. Could, could Harbaugh, Jim Harbaugh, and Jerry Jones, could they coexist for at least a season or two? I mean, probably, <laughs> probably because Jerry's not doing as much of the personnel decisions as he used to. That's up to Will McClay and Stephen Jones. Mm. But there's also rumors of Will McClay leaving, which would be more painful to me than anything else. Yeah. And, and I think, like, I think, go ahead, BJ. I'm sorry. All he does is draft pro bowlers. Yeah. And I think if Harbaugh does take a job in the NFL, I think he's going to want to, really kind of have a marriage with the, the general manager because he he has his pick wherever he wants to go you know and whether he's successful or not we'll see he's been successful everywhere else but he's not going to go to a place like atlanta or to a place like um washington where it's just a dumpster fire because he doesn't have to well well what what if what if arthur blank gives harbaugh bill belichick uh like opportunities as far as hey you can be gm you can do this you can do that like you think he would consider it then the, the more power i think he'd consider it but i think you you need somebody to be a general manager i no. think um it's, it's happened a couple of times where they brought in a coach and said okay coach who do you want to be the gm mm, gotcha I, i've seen that happen a couple of times i know that's kind of been been bounced around is go to go to jim harbaugh and go okay if we bring you in, who would you want to be your GM? So they would pick the players that, that build your system, but you're out of it so you can focus on coaching. Have we forgot that Jim Harbaugh, um, Urban Meyer, the 49ers, when, it got, when the shit got tough, he bailed? Mm. Have we not forgot about that? Yeah, the, he, did the the exact same thing that, he did the exact same thing that Urban Meyer did to the Gators. As soon as the struggle started, I'm out. Oop, my heart. Well, in, in fairness, Harbaugh didn't go, oh, I want to spend more time with the family. He went, I'm going back to, to you know, my roots. I'm going back to Michigan where I, where I cut my one, teeth. One was up front, one was indirect. Either way, he bailed. You can paint the turd however you want. still a turd. <laughs> you just defended him because of his colors. <laughs> <laughs> but the fact, the fact of the matter is, 
I don't give a fuck. Well, who, if you won a national championship, who's for when the, when the road got tough, he bailed. That's called a front runner. <laughs> so if I were a, a, whoever's hiring for the uh, front office, I'd be a little wary of that. How many years am I really going to have him? Well, and let's not forget that Jim Harbaugh rubs people the wrong way. He's quirky. He is weird. <laughs> He's my coach. He's still a weird person. That shit does not last long in the NFL. Yeah. Um. Hmm. And this is gonna be interesting. This coaching carousel. <laughs> um. Good news is that um. Well, I don't know if it's been announced yet, but um, I'm interested to see. How long Tampa is going to keep Todd Bowles? Because at the beginning, better lock his ass up for a while. Yeah. Oh yeah. Dude, they have a winning record and a division title with Baker Mayfield. Yeah. Exactly. Um. Yeah. Now I'll tell you that the name that you should be watching out for to taking over uh, head coaching jobs, Mike McDonald. From Baltimore, the defensive coordinator of Baltimore. Yeah. Shit. Dan Quinn's going to be out there too. Yeah. Yeah. So be be on the lookout for them. So BJ, how would you feel about the Cowboys getting rid of Mike McCarthy and uh, making Dan Quinn their head coach? I'm cool with Dan Quinn. I have no problems with Dan Quinn. He obviously knows how to coach defense. Um, he got the Falcon. He got Matt Ryan to the Super Bowl. Yeah. And I would, <laughs> I'd venture to say Dak Prescott's better than Matt Ryan. Yeah. Yeah. I would say the Cowboys are in a better place than the Falcons were when he got them. Yeah. Uh, every, I've everything coming out of the anything I've read about the Cowboys about Dan Quinn is they love that man. That defense loves him. Micah Parsons said he'll play wherever Dan Quinn is. Mm. Which is kind of shitty to hear for me. <laughs> yeah, that's that says a lot. Um so I'm I'm fine with Dan Quinn. I like him. If I'm not mistaken, he's a Gator product, isn't he? I don't know. I'll find out real quick. I thought he was a defensive coordinator for one of the national championship teams. Mm, 2011, 2012. Just after. Yes. Was that yeah. ever in Seattle? No, right? Yeah. He was. Yeah, he, yeah, he's the Legion of Boom defense coordinator. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And Gus Bradley's from that tree also, wherever he is. Because uh, Gus Bradley yeah. took over that defense when Dan Quinn left for Atlanta. Yeah, he did. He did. <clears throat> Gus Bradley ended up going to Jacksonville. But yeah, I'm I'm fine with Dan. Offensively, I'm kind of curious as to who he'd bring in. Because he had Kyle Shanahan in Atlanta. That's right. He did. And that's the you you need coordinators that fit your scheme. To fit what you want to do and complement each other. 
or you stay on the defensive side of the ball and bring in a coordinator that can handle the whole offensive side of the ball. Yes. Yeah. Well, as a head coach, you should not be doing a unit. You should be managing the team. You should have a great offensive coordinator, a great defensive coordinator, and go from there. Shit. I'm cool with Dan Quinn running defense. That man scored more touchdowns than the Giants the past two years. <laughs> he single-handedly broke Adam's theory about not being able to rely on turnovers. Yeah, tell, tell me that when they win the Super Bowl. Oh, nope, that's not what you said. Not, you take that breath again. The Cowboys get averaged about a turnover and a half a game over the past three seasons. I think that's relying on turnovers. Call me crazy. Yeah, relying on turnovers to win the game. Uh, an extra possession and a half a game? Bet you the Lions would take it. Shit, the Lions would take any type of semblance of a defense. No, you guys just go on the field and waste time and then sit on the sidelines. <laughs> you know, and I, I'm not going to say the NFL scripts anything because I'm not, you know, 10 4 high conspiracy theorist. But the first round of the playoffs were kind of sneaky good. You got Mike McCarthy going against the, the Green Bay Packers and Matthew Stafford, who couldn't win a playoff game in Detroit, going to go back to play a playoff game in Detroit. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> uh, great narrative, though. I mean, I mean, the NFL is going to milk this. Oh, <laughs> yes. Two historic franchises and the Packers and Cowboys going against each other. And How then about you got the prodigal son coming back to Detroit. I can't wait to see all that Miami Dolphins team speed trying to figure it out in negative five degree Kansas City. Yeah. <laughs> how how are you gonna run like that when your hamstring's solid? Exactly. And the funny thing about that is none of us will probably actually watch that game because it's on Peacock. <laughs> Shit me. I'm gonna use the seven day trial up and cancel it. Oh, I checked. I, they don't have a trial anymore. I checked. I'm wow. looking. I'm looking. I'll find it. I'll group on. There's something. <laughs> Um, but the NFL is actually, we should all boycott that game. Nobody, that should be the lowest rated game of the season. It so will be because no one's so going to have Peacock. Any <laughs> stupid ideas. I'm serious. Like they, we should put that down to like the hundred thousands of viewers. <laughs> we should, we should motivate that. We should make the NFL hate us. Well, it's a they, stupid idea. It is why a stupid ass idea. Why are you going to take something? Like, and what drove me nuts is I paid $339 for the fucking Sunday ticket, and one game was on Peacock, and I had to download that stupid-ass app. Well, and, <laughs> and that's that's the problem is you have – it was like 250 on you know, with YouTube TV when, with their deal, and now you can't get in a playoff game because it's on, on another streaming service? That's a bigger problem. That's crazy. I mean, you would think that if – if I spent 250 bucks to watch all of the, the games on YouTube TV, that it should, they just say, okay, yes, for everyone else, this game is for Peacock and NBC, go have, have fun. But you purchase the Sunday ticket, you get these games. Yeah. Stupid. Absolutely stupid. But yeah, it's going to be, be interesting to see how the Dolphins are going to be able to move the ball. They are who well, we thought they were. I, I told I told Adam in the in the group chat earlier. Um, the Chiefs use more power than the Dolphins do. Mm -hmm. The Dolphins rely on speed. 
in the cold, you can keep your power. That speed's going to take a hit. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So pretty much uh, Isaiah Pacheco should have about, what, 154 yards, two touchdowns? Yeah, I'm five. I'm waiting for to see BJ's you know, player parlay. <laughs> oh, I'm not touching that game. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I avoid all major weather events. I, I don't know. Nope, there's a strategy to my madness. It's been working for you. I'm up. <laughs> I will say that I'm up. Not much, but I also have like seven bets out right now. Mm-hmm. So I'm still up with yep. seven bets out. I already did my first round parlay. That'll pay like 260 if it hits. But I avoided a few games. They're like, nope, mm -mm, not nope. that one. And and that's the smart way to, to bet to bet. You know, again, not advocating gambling because, you know, whatever. Oh um, fuck it. They shove it down your throat every day on TV. <laughs> we can talk about gambling. I'm not I'm not dodging it. But yeah, you don't have to pick every single game. It's not an office pool. Pick the games that you're comfortable with. Stay away from games that you're not and go from there. You know, I guess when you start picking games you're not comfortable with, you're just giving them money. And yeah. those those skyscrapers in Vegas are not built on people making smart decisions. Nope. Morons. <laughs> Morons. And my my favorite are the people that hit and then sit wherever they are and keep going. It's like, no, get up, go, leave. Nope. Nope. Take, take come the back to go. Yep. At least at the very minimum, take what you spent out of your pocket and keep that and then play with whatever you want i'm cool with that because then you'll just be back at whatever you started with yep. which is that's, perfectly fine that's a perfectly fine strategy to me if you want to gamble your winnings that's found money go right ahead yep but if you just keep going negative 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 <laughs> idiot <laughs> this, this time i'm going to be successful no you're not no that's not how this works all right so this the first round i have the browns Chiefs, Bills, Cowboys, Lions, and Buccaneers. And and for those who haven't paid attention, BJ does not pick against the spread. No, I don't. <laughs> I'm actually doing pretty good. Just I'm pretty solid. I've finished. I didn't do the last week, so I was one fifty-one and ninety for the season. Just picking the what is the money line or whatever. Yeah, straight up money line. Straight up money line. That's it. So we'll see. As you can see, I avoided games because. No, I didn't want to do it. That's why. So we'll, we'll, we'll pick the games in a little bit, but um, is there a team in the AFC? We'll start there first. Is there a team in the AFC that is playing this weekend that you could see going to the Super Bowl? And for reference, we're talking Miami, Kansas City, Cleveland, Houston, Pittsburgh, or Buffalo. Laugh all you want, the Cleveland Browns. Defense, running game, <laughs> goddamn Joe Flacco. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Same here. Um, Cleveland. Um, I'm I'm curious to see what Buffalo is going to do with Lenny Fournette. Playoff Lenny. I'm, Playoff I'm Lenny. Curious to see what play. Yeah. I'm 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 curious to see how they're going to implement the two back system with him and with uh Josh Chris. Allen no I'm sorry oh they have they have another <laughs> running back <laughs> yeah 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 I'm, I'm curious to see how how that's gonna uh come into play but yeah I, I agree uh BJ uh, um Cleveland's one of those teams where like 
I think they're playing with house money because they're like, people didn't expect us to even make the playoffs when uh, Sean Watson got hurt. And now we have uh, a legit top, in my opinion, top five tight end in David Njoku who's playing out of his mind in the defense that's that's sticking it to to uh to to these offenses man they they're scary i, I would not want to face them if I'm, they're the cleveland baltimore they're the cleveland fucking browns who have started five quarterbacks this season right you're right no but, one expects anything out of them but joe flacco is a super bowl winning quarterback man yeah my upcoming, on couch. Would, my upcoming bets would say different <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and if you're Baltimore, like, do you want to go against Cleveland? Like, you go to somebody in your division that you now you have the potential to play them three times. What? No, no, it would be three twice. times. Yeah, three, three times. Yeah, yeah, you're playing them three times. Three times. And I want to yeah. say um, Cleveland won at least one game. Yeah, Cleveland beat them um, when Flacco was playing. Yeah. They they beat them in Baltimore, right? Was it the Baltimore? Beat them in Baltimore. I'm sorry, that was Deshaun yeah. Watson that beat them. Okay. Yeah, now they got a quarterback. Yeah. Yeah, now they got a quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> so that's going to be uh, oh, that's going to be interesting. So I know I I know Baltimore is is like hoping for Houston win. <laughs> They're hoping for Houston win. So I'll I'll ask the same question for the NFC of the six teams that are playing this weekend, the Rams, Detroit, Green Bay, Dallas, Philadelphia, Tampa Bay. Is there a team out of those six that you guys can think of, can think can make a run to the Super Bowl? I mean, the obvious teams are like, you know, Dallas and San Francisco. Like, I know, know, I said playing this weekend. San Francisco's out. Oh, playing this weekend. Right, right, right. Playing this weekend. Um, um, outside of Dallas, um, man, I don't... Ooh, uh, Tampa could be a, uh, I mean, either Detroit. Well, I'm going to say Tampa. <laughs> BJ, is that a face because of his pick, or did you just like, let a, like, a shard out? I mean, what was that? I, I might have sharded too, but I think <laughs> I think the Bucks could beat the Eagles. Yeah. But the Super Bowl? I mean, I, again. You got, a, you got a better chance of suck starting a diesel than the Bucks making Super Bowl. <laughs> What for what I'm saying, like like I'm talking about one of those teams, like for me, no team is dangerous to the team that's playing with house money. That hey, we we're not even supposed to be here. Let's just go all out compared to a team that's like like for instance, the Cowboys are expected to go to NFC championship or Super Bowl. Compared to the Bucks, like the Bucks not even supposed to be there. So a team playing with house money, those teams scare me. So I will tell you this my pick for the team that scares me playing this weekend from the NFC. The Rams. Rams, and and yeah. here, here's why it's not just this week. Okay, he's just setting this. He's just setting counteracting the okie doke. That's all he's doing. Well, okay, <laughs> follow me here. So, hey, I I didn't have the bad juju that that you you know said I was going to have with Michigan last week. So we got that. Um, y'all pick Washington, just for the record. Um, so, so the Rams play at Detroit this week. Okay, Stafford mm-hmm. going back to Detroit. If the Rams win. They're going to have a game against a divisional opponent, San Francisco, that they always have, always give fits to. It is possible that they can win that game. And then 
they'll have the winner of Dallas or Philly or Tampa. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's my pick. Yeah, moving around. Um, their their running back is a stud too, Kyron Williams. Yeah, and and Dorian, you said talk about playing with house money. Coming into the season, actually halfway through the season, who thought the Rams were going to do anything? Right. When we didn't. <laughs> I know I didn't. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, shout out to Puka Nakua, man. He actually won me uh, one of the fantasy leagues I was in. So shout out to him. But I didn't realize he's 6'3", 215, and runs a 4. I think, I think he said a 4'4". Four, four. That dude is a speedster. So, BJ, wow. do you have any a team you want to add to this conversation? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> He's not saying it. Nope. You don't want to say the Cowboys, man. Just go ahead and say it. Shit, if it's been any year, it'd be this year. I don't know about before or after, but <laughs> Dak's been the most efficient. He's been that I can remember, yeah. maybe since the first season. Yeah. And um, that defense keeps d- dealing with injuries and still strong. Yeah. Oh yeah, by the way, uh Dorrance Armstrong is on the Jaguars radar. Just so you know. You guys don't need him. We need him. Y'all need help. We need everything. Y'all need milk. (laughs) (laughs) We need fucking everything. Well You know what? I say you just go back to like eighties wrestling days and just start doing cocaine. Why not? Yep. Line, yeah, what? <laughs> linemen, linebackers. I mean, you're in Jacksonville. You're close to Miami. You can't. Shouldn't be stepped on too much by the time y'all get it. Yeah, right. Ninety-five south. <laughs> yeah. So I'm. I don't know. I mean, you that take motivation out of it. You wouldn't have to worry about motivating anybody. You could just focus on game plan. <laughs> it's just focus. focus. That's the problem. Yeah. The, the, I think the biggest problem would be is getting everybody to the stadium on time. Yeah. yeah. If I learned anything from paying attention to Lawrence Taylor, it'd, it'd be getting him to the stadium. Once you got him there, yeah. game over. Yeah. yeah, his character in any given Sunday, I don't think it was a character. I think it was just him. Yeah, who's him? <laughs> They're like, Lawrence, when's the last time you did cocaine? It's been years. What about one time for uh, old time's sake? Let's just let's do, let's do this movie right. <laughs> I, I get to see it now. So, so Lawrence, tell us, tell us one of the one of the craziest stories. Well, I I stacked this guy's car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's. Oh, uh, I don't know. I'm just I'm just throwing, spitballing ideas to make the Jacksonville Jaguars relevant because they're working backwards from what I'm seeing. Yeah. Totally. We don't have to go back into that conversation. I don't want to make you sad. <laughs> Too I late. appreciate it, bro. Thank you. <laughs> I, no, I've, man, I've been, I, you know what? I had a, at work, I had a Steelers fan buy me lunch today. <laughs> he was like, hey, bro, thanks, man. I appreciate it. I always swear. He said, because of your fucking win the playoffs. I said, yeah, I'll go ahead and have those wings. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, man, I I I was bought lunch from a um from a Steelers fan today. The Colts and, tried to give it to you. Yeah, they did. The Colts, they the like, Colts really tried to give it to you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I saw I saw an article today that Mike Tomlin might just resign. 
It's like, you know what? I hope you. he does. I hope he does. <laughs> takes a year off and then coaches uh, the Bengals or something just to, just to play the Steelers twice a year back. This is what you're missing, guys. Yeah. Exactly. Just shit, Bengals fans are like, oh, I get Mike Tomlin or Zach Taylor. Zach, get your shit, get out. <laughs> Go. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, that's, that's crazy, though. Who are they? It's like they're so used to having coaches with like long tenures there. Loser Mike Tomlin, who I can't imagine who they would get to coach. Yeah, I mean, because they went from Chuck Knoll to Bill Cowher to Mike Tomlin. Yeah. They'll probably bring back uh, Todd Haley. Really? I'm being sarcastic. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> I'm like, that's a reach for them. Um, Let's see. Um, hmm, that'd be interesting. Do you think they'll be desperate to have Joey Porter as their head coach? I'm going to fight somebody, literally. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, maybe they'll just pick up, you know, Flues from Chicago when he leaves. Ooh, mm-hmm. they really want to drive their <laughs> franchise to the ground. Yeah, and <laughs> I, I, like I know we just made Dorian depressed, but I'm going to make all the Chicago Bears fans depressed. Y'all need to get rid of Justin Fields. <laughs> Why are you kicking people that have been down for 30 years? <laughs> Jeez. Oh. That's dirty. I mean, they've literally been down since we were kids. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, they had that one good year with Rex Grossman. Yeah, that, Rex Grossman was like, somebody's down there. Fuck it. And it was just down the field. <laughs> yeah. Fuck it. Jesus. Lord. <laughs> and how'd that turn out? Not good. Got him to the Super Bowl. So, rumor has it that the Bears uh, may be trading with Washington, so Washington can get the first pick, and then they get the second pick, and they pick up Marvin Harrison. I heard that. Uh, I heard that old Magic Johnson was going after Jim Harbaugh too. Really? Yeah, I, I've heard that that Washington wants Harbaugh, and that goes back to my point earlier: is Harbaugh wants to go to a team that's got a good GM, and they don't have a good GM, and is set up to win now. Washington's <laughs> not. They might give him that a package, that Belichick package Dorian was yeah, talking I mean, about. Yeah. You you pick the GM. You pick the GM, yeah. What's he gonna do? Get Trent Balky again? Probably. Yeah, I, I'm cool with that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fucking cool with that. <laughs> totally cool. Look, you gotta sign Trevor Lawrence. Trust me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I mean, if if you're Chicago, I mean, do, do you trade Fields? Take, you know, and I don't know what you would get for him, but I mean, if you trade him and try to get like the uh, the first, the fifth, and then the the eighth pick in this year's draft, I would. Um, um, I I read that they were thinking about trading with Atlanta because at Atlanta, uh, maybe interested in Fields. That'd be an interesting combo with Justin Fields and B. John Robinson. Because Fields can't throw it more than ten yards, but he won't have to. <laughs> yeah. Um, I know. That would, I know, be, um, that would cripple that man's career. <laughs> yeah. I know. Cal Pitts uh, voiced his concerns and wants out of Atlanta. They said that he's definitely open to trade. 
okay. And <laughs> <laughs> now, and, um, it, Pitts is an interesting scenario because he's gone to to Atlanta and been shit, and he's supposed to be a generational talent at tight end. So, is it him? Is the fact that he hasn't had a good quarterback? That's what I think. Because I think if you put Cal Pitts on, uh, on like a what? I say you could put him on like a Green Bay. You put him on shit. Put him on the Jets with um, man, uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers. I think he would do some damage. It's play design, and Aaron Rodgers doesn't know you how to use a tight end. Have you ever drafted a Green Bay tight end fantasy football? No, you know better. No. The, no. Last, the last one that was decent was Jermichael Finley. Aaron Rodgers does not know how to use That's a true. tight end. That is true. Um, it's it's got to be play design because if I'm Desmond Ritter and I'm trying to save my career, I am force feeding Kyle Pitts. Yeah. <laughs> force feeding him. I will Absolutely. throw it to him in triple coverage and make him jump and die. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Correct. Correct. No, there's no way. It's got, in my opinion, it's got to be play design or coaching. Like, is Kyle Pitts the third read? Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't make I, sense to me. Yeah. What is it? Drake London, Bijan out of the backfield, and then Kyle, Kyle. and then Pitts. Yeah. No, it should be Pitts London, Pitts. London Pitts. Right. You know. Totally agree. Some combination of that. I mean, this guy is what six five and runs a four four mm-hmm. at tight end. Yep. You've already wasted a whole rookie season. And two wait two first two seasons, right? Yeah. These guys' yeah. career average like four or five years. You're killing me. Yeah. So I have a scenario for you. Okay. Yeah. If you're Atlanta, and the Chargers call up and say, "We'll give you Herbert for the eighth pick." Who says no? Do they have a choice? I do. For Herbert. In the NFC South? What, what, what has Herbert not had in San Diego that he would be gaining in Atlanta? Don't say coaching. <laughs> right. 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 He's had I'm a, saying. He's had a top 10 running back. Yep. A top 10 wide receiver when healthy. A solid, probably a top ten number two receiver. Yeah. And Mike Williams. He had a top ten uh a hundred million a hundred million dollar defense getting the ball back. Yeah. What's he gaining by going to Atlanta? What's gonna make his life better? No, if I'm Atlanta, I'm making that trade. <laughs> no, but if I'm Atlanta's GM, I'm like, what what are we providing? Herbert to be more successful is that worth it to me than drafting a project? True. Because I mean, I, I could totally see the Chargers at number five going. We're going to get one of his quarterbacks, Justin, get out, um, and trade him to a, to a team that's QB desperate, just to get a, two cracks at it. Yeah, I think they like Herbert. Um, they're uh, they're definitely going to have to figure out as far as another person to come another receiver that's going to compliment Keenan Allen even though Keenan Allen made they tried that with Quentin Johnson how'd that work out right exactly he, he's not working out so they got to get him some someone else or or, or draft a tight end like Brock Bowers uh to, to help out in, in the passing game 
Oh, you know what? That'll be pretty decent, though. Herbert and Bowers with Keenan Allen. Assuming Allen stays on the field. Assuming Mike Williams yeah. doesn't break down halfway through the season. <laughs> right. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, yeah, I, I think what the Chargers need isn't really so much of a, a good quarterback. It's just need a good training staff. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. They got the medical staff from uh, – they got James Woods' character from Any Given Sunday as medical staff. <laughs> <laughs> got hurt falling off the bench. <laughs> Well, wasn't the training staff for for the Chargers the one that um, damn near killed Tyrod Taylor? Yes, stabbed his lung. (laughs) Yeah. Glad to see him at least playing again. That's scary. That's how Herbert started, by the way. Herbert's first (laughs) start was because Tyrod Taylor almost died on the field. (laughs) His medical incompetence. (laughs) No, I thought they got him. I thought they he hit him with a shot in the training room, and punctured a lung. Yeah, it, it may have been the training room, but not not the field. But yeah, yeah. Dang, I'm gonna sue I just think somebody teaching shots and how to give him stuff would be like, "Here's a lung, don't do that. <laughs> Here's a heart, don't go there." Like just a long, you'll be fine. You know what? Let's be safe. Just give them all in the ass, <laughs> right in the ass cheek, just right in the muscle. Fuck it. Don't worry about it. So, you boys ready to make some playoff picks? Let's go. <laughs> do I have a choice. Dorian can just do this all willy nilly because he's not going to put any juju on his team. It doesn't matter. <laughs> hey, I, I think he's in the fucking playoffs. I said so, last week that at least two of our teams would be in the playoffs, and I was correct. <laughs> yeah, you, you definitely correct. Um, so for those who are st- scoring at home, and if you are, um, God bless you. Um, but Dorian leads fifty-one thirty-seven. I'm forty-two and th- forty-six. Beatty is thirty-five and fifty-three against the spread. Ooh, the spread hates me. I hate the spread. <laughs> um, so I, I booked this up. We'll do AFC first, and then we'll do NFC. Um, so start with with the, the Peacock game, uh, Miami Kansas City. Kansas City's a three and a half point favorite. That that spread came out before the forecast, so it may change. I got Kansas City bullying a team built on speed in super cold weather. Dorian, yeah, um, I'm going to go with uh, Kansas City. The Dolphins lost two key pieces on defense now. Shit, man. Even if the weather was nice, I'd go uh, Kansas City. Miami has not shown me anything against quality competition. Gotcha. <laughs> um, next up is Cleveland Browns versus the Houston Texans. Cleveland's a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Go with the Browns. Dorian? Um, Cleveland. Yeah, I'm going with Cleveland Browns. You got Joe Flacco versus C.J. Stroud. Joe Flacco, I'm going with with the experience. <laughs> he's from Michigan. I mean, he's from Ohio State. He's from Ohio State. Don't <laughs> he, he never beat Michigan? That's right, he didn't. So um, next up is Pittsburgh versus Buffalo. And that's what Adam was hanging his hat on until yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I'm... Pittsburgh's defense has been playing better, but yeah. I, I I just trust Josh Allen more than I trust Pittsburgh. 
and and the thing is like the spread is nine and a half yeah i don't know about that i'm gonna say i'm saying the bills win but they don't cover so i guess pittsburgh dorian um it's hard to bet against Tomlin, but Mason Rudolph is the quarterback. I don't trust him. Well. Better than Trubisky. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that's true. Um, I'm I'm going Buffalo. Yeah, the Pittsburgh is nine and three in games that uh, Trubisky does not play at least a half. So your whole Mason Rudolph thing, nine and three when they don't have the anti-talent that is Trubisky. I'm I'm taking the points with Pittsburgh. The black hole of football. <laughs> so over to the NFC, you got the Rams versus the Lions. Detroit is a three-point favorite for reasons unknown to mankind. This is one of the hardest games to pick, in my yeah, opinion. I feel like this is much closer than it seems. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, I'm going to go with the Rams. Dorian? Ooh. Um, the Rams have been playing better. Um, my, my thing is with the Rams, sorry. Oh, go ahead. Multiple receivers. Matthew Stafford has been improving now that he's healthy. And Detroit's defense, especially their pass defense, is garbage. Yeah. It is garbage. Not yeah, to mention, just, I didn't bring up Kyron Williams. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, I'm taking the Rams. And this, none of this is a shot at Adam. I'm sure Adam agrees with most of what I said. No, yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to disagree with you. And Detroit's pass defense makes Justin Fields and Jordan Love look fantastic because they're just <laughs> terrible. And Stafford's going to take advantage of it. Now, the Rams are 7-1 and one in their last eight games. Talking about playing with house money. Um, And honestly, if anyone knows how to get in the head of Jared Goff, it's Sean McVay. So I'm going with the Rams. Uh, I totally forgot about that. McVay was his his coach. He knows him. Yeah, McVay broke Goff. (laughs) (laughs) That's not so hard. Um, The next next one is Green Bay and Dallas. Dallas is a seven and a half point favorite. Cowboys win, but don't cover. Dorian? Oh, Cowboys. I see Cowboys beating about at least 10 points. Shut up. (laughs) They got the defense to do it, man. You good. What does Josh Allen think about that defense? (laughs) Uh, They're not going against Josh Allen. They're going against Jordan Love. Still, though, that was ugly. So I'm, BJ, I'm going to go with you. I think Dallas wins. I don't think they win by more than a touchdown. I think it's probably a four or five point game. So I'm going Green Bay with the points. Now, granted, I'm agreeing with BJ, and both of us are below 500. And Dorian's kicking yeah. our ass. So yeah, I mean, so just bet with Dorian. <laughs> don't bet with us. <laughs> um, and this last game is probably the toughest game to pick. Philly versus Tampa. Philly is a two and a half point favorite. All I see in my head is Jalen Hurts' finger on his throwing hand. Did it pop back in? Yes. 
he's still going to have to squeeze that football seven days after it happened. Um, I'm going with the Bucks for the reasons stated earlier, the receivers, the running game. Isn't A.J. Brown hurt? Well, he, I think he could have returned last week, but they just left him out due to the situation of the Giants putting a whole foot in their ass. <laughs> yeah, I, I was watching the score going, Philly's going to be 11 and, and 6 and have a negative point differential. Now, I think their point differential, I think, is like a positive five or something, something stupid. Eagles like, fans are blaming the offensive coordinator. I'm blaming the defensive coordinator. <laughs> they got coordinator issues. Yes. They, which, they have coaching issues all around. Which is a coaching issue, yes. <clears throat> Dorian? Tell them how it's going to go, Dorian. I, I'm um, going to get your cousin, and, and I'm going to post this to him. <laughs> He gonna cuss me out, but um, but <laughs> he would do that him. anyway. So don't don't really. I knew it. I knew it. Um, yeah. Uh, AJ Brown. Um, that's concerning. Uh, but I'm going with the Bucks. I think I, I think we're gonna go. We're gonna see a a Baker Mayfield is gonna be playing out of his mind. Now the next round they probably get their ass thumped, but this round he's gonna. I think he's gonna tear it up. <laughs> yeah, I just I can't get over the fact that Philly is one in five limping into the playoffs literally that's not a <laughs> recipe for success it's mm. just not well, as cat to... williams said gnarled fingers yeah <laughs> i mean as much as it pains me to go baker mayfield in the nfl playoffs i'm gonna say baker mayfield wins a playoff game <laughs> that, that i don't know it's at tampa yeah that's a big help. They don't have to go up to Philly and play in that frigid weather. Yeah. You know, and, and Philly had the division in hand. Oh, yeah. In hand. All they had to do was not shit in that hand, and they would have had the division. <laughs> you shit in yeah. both hands. Yes. Yeah. I mean, they, they put the toddler, like, shit in both hands, rubbed it on the wall, and went, hey, look, I made a made an art project. Yes. Yeah. That's when you get a cattle prod. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that that loss to the Cowboys they that they had that they, they they weren't the same since. Now, nope. I just think that some some teams, man, like they just you know once you lose to a certain team, especially a team that's familiar with you, like it it, it can take a toll on a team psyche. Well, it all started when they got just shit canned by by the Forty ers before they lost to to Dallas. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, and yeah. But the problem is, we were saying this even before that happened. Is mm-hmm. Philly was high in our power rankings by default because yeah. they were they were eight and one, nine and one, ten and one. So like, well, we can't really take them out because they're ten and one. But they were not playing good football, and it finally caught up to them. Yeah. So I asked you guys this question. Oh. <laughs> um, would you take Jalen Hurts or Trevor Lawrence? Do I have an option C? Nope. You gotta take one. Um, I'd like to resign my position as GM. <laughs> Damn, was that bad? I will be working for NFL Network as an analyst. <laughs> 
Can, can I be Mike Mayock? <laughs> I mean, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't attempt to unalive myself. I just resigned my position. So it's not that bad. Damn. <laughs> I mean, can either one of them read defense consistently? Um. And and we don't know about Trevor Lawrence because you're lacking offensive linemen that you could have drafted with the first round pick you spent on him. Yeah. Because you could have traded down, probably gotten a first and a second or a first and a third, and spent both those on offensive linemen. But don't worry. When Urban was there, Dorian said that they had the offensive line taken care of. I yeah yeah. I, I, I had that on tape, by the way. <laughs> I was bamboozled. Yeah. Just because Urban did, just because Urban didn't, you can't grab everything like a ball and ball. <laughs> You gotta focus. You gotta... Dude, I was, I, I was thinking of you were hypnotized. You were hypnotized. Glory. No, yeah, yeah, you were hypnotized. All you saw was Tim Tebow and Aaron Hernandez waving a pistol, <laughs> and you saw the Pouncy Twins. Like you thought, you thought shit was sweet. I like did. he's he's close to Gainesville. Maybe he can suck some of that magic up the road. <laughs> yeah, I did. Um, I jumped the, I jumped the. Uh, Urban Meyer excluded. I, I believe. I believe when it happens to a girl, it's called dickmatized. You were dickmatized. <laughs> I ain't going that far. <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe I regret that. Um, yeah, because there was like weeks of him fucking shit up, and you're like, no, it's fine, it's fine. You were dickmatized. You're like, Ooh, no, it's good. Everything's good. It's great. It's wonderful. It's fine. He kicked the kick and I was the last dog. Damn, you gonna yeah. kick Lambo? <laughs> he cheated on me. No, he didn't. <laughs> Come with another fucking kick. Boom. <laughs> so Dory. Death row shit. Yeah. yeah. And, and to answer your question, so one quarterback has three thousand eight hundred and fifty eight yards, twenty three touchdowns, and fifteen interceptions. The other That's one just has hurts. 4,000 yards, 21 touchdowns, 14 interceptions. I feel like it's the meme from The Office. Tell me the difference from these. It's, it's the same no, fucking picture. No. It's the <laughs> Spider-Man meme where they're just pointing at each other. <laughs> 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 hey, you you no, got to give us an answer, though. Seriously, I, the hell I do. I can go <laughs> on to the next subject. If you ask terrible questions, I can act like they don't happen. <laughs> Um, oh. At least Jalen Hurts can run. Yeah. So maybe I'll say that. But can we just talk quickly? Now I don't know if we covered this a couple of weeks ago, but if we didn't, it really needs to be talked about now that the season's finally over. Why all of a sudden the Dak Prescott's not involved or interception's not a problem? Mm. Um. Josh Allen's buttload of interceptions. Jalen Hurts' buttload of interceptions. Mahomes, I believe, is top 10 in interceptions. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he's uh, number four, actually. Ooh, top five. So why is it all of a sudden not a problem? Anybody care to ask that, answer that question? I think you, you asked it on, on social media, and you and you had people that were getting mad at yeah. you because well, they, they can't read. <laughs> for, for, those, for those people that are new to our social media and podcasts and aren't used to my responses, um, eat a dick. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, why is it not a problem yeah. all of a sudden? For all these other quarterbacks to throw 10 plus interceptions and then Dak whether you like it or not look at the stats has an MVP season and nobody's talking about him for that award 
Yeah. And I want to say Dak is the only one that's that I can see that has a four to one touchdown interception ratio. Hmm. That's the first time I've heard his touchdown interception ratio brought up this season. Um, I take that back. So the only other one that I can that's on the list that's got a better touchdown interception ratio. Yeah, it looks like there's cousins. one. Nope, not cousins. Joe Flacco. Uh, no, no, Joe has like seven or eight interceptions already. Yeah, yeah. Um, who was it? Who's playing good quarterback? So, the only quarterback that I can see on this list, and this uh, I'll probably correct this if, if I actually do the research, that has a better touchdown interception ratio than Dak Prescott, CJ Stroud. How many touchdowns does he have? 23. That's a lot less than 30 something. Yeah, but only five interceptions. So the ratio is still better. How many attempts? Um, he has 499 attempts. How many does Dak have? Um, 590. I'd like to see what happened to those other 100 attempts. Considering that's like three, four games, depending on the situation. Yeah, Dak played two more games. Which, by the way, 50 attempts a game is not realistic. So that's probably about three games of attempts. Yeah, no, I think Stroud was knocked out for a half. So you're talking about two and a half games. So that's that's yeah. about right. Mm-hmm. So they're probably on par to have similar stats. So, and while we're talking about it, do, do you guys know who led the league in touchdown passes? Dak. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, he had an MVP season and nobody's talking about it because he's Dak. Because he came back too early with a broken thumb on his throwing hand last year and tried to play football. So I will say that he was correct. He said that he would not throw 10 receptions this season. That is true. He threw nine. The kid did exactly what he said he was going to do. Played much better football. Has C.D. Lamb looking like offensive player of the year material. Yeah. He's in the he's on the ballot for sure. He's got to be in the top three. McCaffrey, Tyreek Hill, and C.D. Lamb is my guess. So just, every statistical category that I've pulled up, he's top two or top three. But last year, they literally tried to hang the guy in the media. Yeah. Because he oh. came back too early from a broken thumb. Yeah. Oh. You ever hold oh. one of those NFL footballs? They're thick like, and they got wax on them. It's like trying to throw a mini keg. And then on top of that, let me smash your thumb with a hammer and then come back as soon as you can and then try to throw it. He wasn't ready and he tried. He tried to lead his team. Made some bad decisions, sure. Forced some passes, okay. But he's not a turnover machine traditionally. So it's just frustrating that all of a sudden we aren't talking about turnovers. When it, Lamar Jackson is the MVP um, leader, and how many yards does Lamar have compared to Dak? Dak's got like 4,500, I think. What if Dak has 4,500, Lamar Jackson? 36? 3678. Hmm. That's so, 900 yards. Yeah, and as we've been talking, I'm kind of going through the stats, and literally, like, Dak is top three in completion percentage, top three in yards, top two in touchdown-to-interception ratio, top two in QBR. 
What does the media have against this guy? He plays in Dallas. Yeah, that's 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 probably it. Because other than that, if you were any other team, anybody would take Dak to be a quarterback. Anybody. Yeah, that's why when the Cowboys fans are, I'm done with Dak. Like, really? Who are you going to replace him with? You can replace him, right? I mean, we talked about it. Yeah, that's forty-year-old Kirk Cousins. I mean, that's, that's always like that always team. needs needs to be the question is if you want to get the get rid of this guy, whether it's a coach, quarterback, cornerback, the running back, whomever. Who are you going to replace them with? Your bad I mean, ideas, typically. Yep. And Dorian, when we started this podcast, you asked me that question about Jim Harbaugh because Michigan was coming off the COVID year. And I asked that same question. Who is Michigan going to replace him with? And it wasn't, I don't think we have any good candidates at all. Yeah, and, and that's <laughs> the, and, and to his credit, he went, I'm getting rid of Don Brown, getting rid of the, the blitz scheme, getting, I'll be, be able to actually cover a crossing route. I'm going to go back to, to my roots. I'm not going to go with this spread offense. I'm just going to power run game my way to a championship. I need to go around the county and ask Gator fans, who would you rather have, Billy Napier or Dan Mullen? I would say probably 80% would say Dan Mullen. I would think so. That is a stupid, that was a stupid firing. And, you know, people say Dan Mullen quit. Maybe the front, maybe the AD told him, look, the end is near. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and maybe he's like, like all right, fuck it. I'll, then you recruit. Yeah. (laughs) So there's no telling what goes on behind closed doors. It's like a divorce. There's one thing you can't do in a divorce is pick sides. You don't live with a couple. You don't know the whole story. You never will. So I don't know, but what I do know is this it's the same thing in Pittsburgh. You want to fire Tomlin. Who the hell are you going to replace him with? It's the the coaching search is really a needle in a haystack. Mm -hmm. And the haystack only gets bigger. Yeah, you're going to bring in Josh McDaniels. Good luck with that. Yeah, you think Belichick's going to coach Pittsburgh? And that doesn't fit with Pittsburgh's ideals either. Like, they try to find coaches that'll be there long-term. Belichick's got, what, five years of best. Tops. Tops. That's if he finds a great situation. So that's my rant. That's all I got. Had to get it out. It's like a turd. Had to get it out. Yeah, and, and I know we were talking about the, the Pittsburgh coaches. So they've had three coaches since 1969. Chuck Knoll, Bill Cowher, Mike Tomlin. Like, there are teams right now that are paying three coaches. <laughs> the, only, the only possibilities that I would even consider right now are Stefanski, probably not going to happen, O'Connell, probably not going to happen, or McVeigh. I just don't see Kyle Shanahan leaving the 49ers, but that would be the fourth. Those would be the four people, if I were the Pittsburgh ownerships, that I would throw a bag at to get them to come over. Yeah. Because I think they have 10 years in them. And if you're a head coach in the NFL, you're not going to leave for another head coaching job willingly. Uh, I don't know. If I was Stefanski and I lived in Cleveland, I would definitely swap that out for Pittsburgh. That's an upgrade. <laughs> yeah. Shanahan's not going anywhere. Him and John Lynch have a special bromance. They, yeah. They're not going no. anywhere. Um, I throw money at O'Connell, though, too. I like him. I like what he did in Minnesota for them to be relevant after losing their starting quarterback and then the best receiver in football. 
for six weeks, seven, eight weeks. I think, yeah, Jefferson was out six. Yeah. You know what? Dan Quinn fits Pittsburgh's mentality. Easy. Come on. Like, I know you might leave, but I don't need him going to one of the enemies. He's not allowed to go to the 49ers, the Redskins, the Giants, the Eagles, or the Steelers. That's where he's not allowed to go. Okay. Um, and it's funny because you brought up the name of the Washington football team. So I was doing a Facebook ad for a social media page today. Um, and they said, you know, hey, who do you want to target? And I went, you know, fans and the you know, NFL and sort of listing the NFL teams that we could target. Yeah, Facebook still calls them the Washington Redskins. So fuck all y'all. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Fucking Starbucks holding Uggs wearing white people is the one who got upset about the Redskins being called the Redskins. <laughs> I highly doubt it was Native Americans got upset about the Redskins being called the Redskins. Weren't there a group uh, of Native Americans that was getting paid from them for the Redskins being called the Redskins? Something like that, I read. I don't know, but that. The uh, the actual logo was of an actual Native American, right? Right. Yeah. Right. And I think the family of that actually, I thought I read something that they were getting paid. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. I, I, I do I'm, know that they ran the poll among Native Americans, asking them if they wanted them to change the name, and they went no. And it was like ninety percent no. Yeah. Yeah, because um, it's an honor. They, they were like, you know. Paying how much? No, fuck you, white people. <laughs> that needs to be said more often. <laughs> or just fuck you, white people. Yeah, I think I think that needs to be more prominent in our society. Yeah. I think it sounds a little bit better coming from you guys. Yes. Are you sure? <laughs> Are you sure, Dorian? I, because... I, I was gonna buy you one of those shut up honky shirts. I just didn't want you to actually wear it. Uh, uh, due to you. Unfortunate. Well, come on. Hey, we we talked start... about a couple episodes ago about reclaiming words, so you can reclaim that one too. Yeah. I wanted I wanted <laughs> I wanted you to wear it at work. Oh, oh you trying to you, oh, you trying to ruin my career. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> well look, I'm just saying the people that claim that they aren't snowflakes, it'd be interesting to find out. Yeah. That's true. That's true. Are you soft or are you not soft? Do you have a sense of humor? Because you claim to have a sense of humor. This would be a key time to exercise that. And by the way, I don't know why anybody would get offended by honky anyways. I'm pretty sure George Jefferson Sherman Helmsley invented that. I don't, Probably. Yeah, I don't think... Hold on. Science time. <laughs> uh, Bill, not the science guy. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Oh, what... uh, nope. Uh, oh, that didn't. Nope. Okay. <laughs> nope. It was not George Jefferson. He just made it popular. <laughs> Honky was adopted as a pejorative in 1967 by Black Power militants. Nope. Oh, wow. Do not wear that shirt. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Especially, especially where I am, where every other truck said, "Let's go, Brandon." I don't think that'll be a good day for me at all. Mm. <laughs> yes, I'm a perceived caution on that. Jeez, that those, <laughs> those stickers, those stickers scream of Mick Ultra campfires and circle jerks. <laughs> <laughs> uh.
I'd say Bud Light, but you know, brought to you by Modelo. It's the same shit. No, they they don't have the testicles to drink Bud Light. It's too heavy. They have to drink Ultralight. <laughs> this is a thing. They're really drinking Ultralight now. Yeah, I can sure. drink more, and I don't feel bloated. Your fat <laughs> stomach is what makes you feel bloated, not the beer. What about yeah. White Claw? That claw. belt buckle stabbing you on the underside of your belly button, that's what makes you feel bloated. P- PSA to all married men out there, if your wife says, does this dress make you look fat, do not say no, but your ass does. <laughs> PSA to all married women out there, walk by the mirror first so you don't have to ask stupid <laughs> questions. <laughs> it's always it's a setup it's a setup because then you're like no you you look great you don't mean that fuck don't ask me just don't ask me don't ask me because do i want to say that that material is testing the limits of its engineering possibly possibly that's in my head well i say it to you no but then i try to say the polite thing i don't know i mean do you want me to let you go out of the house with your camel toe showing do you not want me to tell you that the jeans are so tight I can see what you had for breakfast? <laughs> no, but these are things. Like, I had a girlfriend, like, every time she put a piece of clothing on, does this make me look fat? No. Yes, it does. Okay. Whatever you say. Whatever you say. Yep. Yeah. There's a bed sheet over there, so that'd make you feel better. <laughs> Just wear a dashiki the rest of your life. We don't have this fucking conversation anymore. Isn't that what they're called? Yeah. <laughs> or kimono, whatever you feel like. <laughs> so, before we give any more unsolicited advice, I think we'll wrap it up for the oh, night. So. No, this is the end of football season. This shit's about to happen. <laughs> I'd like to apologize in advance. Um, you come to the other two for marriage advice, and if you're trying not to be married, that's when you talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> on that note <laughs> I, can get you, I can get you out of it quick I can help you get your credit score up and I can make you single in hours those two may or may not be related <laughs> in most cases they are definitely related Adam you better end the show I'm trying <laughs> you have to ladies and gentlemen this has been Sandlot Sports 